All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode eight of the Under Caution podcast. How do we top last week? Well, we're doing it with a recap of the Michigan race, talking the Noah Gregson controversy and possible rumors even. Uh, Martin coming back for 2024. Chase Elliott having to win to get in. The playoff bubble update. Ford showing some life. Followed by Hendrick Baby of the, of the Week, excuse me. Indie preview and voicemails and more. Uh, it's going to be a good one, Tanner. Let's roll that in. Bring us home, baby. guys welcome back another week another pod you know the drill uh you know i'm kind of kind of upset uh went back home last weekend i was on the road a lot uh sunday i was driving back so i didn't get to see the race uh as you know or you may not know if you if you don't keep up with it if you just listen to us got postponed till monday so i thought you know all right cool i'll be able to see it had orientation, uh, starting grad school, so I had orientation Monday, kind of lasted all day, didn't get to see it, so I'm kind of in the dark on the race. Uh, hopefully William can pick up my slack. Uh, I'm still, I still have some good things I want to talk about, about outside of the race, about controversy and rumors and uh, you know upcoming races and playoff outlooks and stuff like that, but definitely not going to be able to give y'all you know, my usual deep dive into the race and how it went. But that's okay. Still got a lot of good content coming at y'all today. But I guess we'll just go ahead, jump into it, get out of the way. Raced at Michigan. Good race from what I saw. Congratulations to Christopher Busher. That's two in a row for him and two in a row for RFK. And like William said last week, the Fords have won that race the past Seven times they've raced there or so. So Ford's making it eight, continuing their dominance up north in Michigan. Home track for Keselowski and and um, and Roush as well. So um, boss man, we're happy with, with that big win on Monday. Uh, best thing uh, about this week is we got NASCAR on two different days. We got a stage one and a half on Sunday. Then we got the rest on uh Monday afternoon. Uh, Truex ran really well. He won stage one. Man, he was the best car on that track. It's a shame that he wasn't able to get in victory lane. That was pretty awesome seeing him at the end of stage two pass all those people with that photo finish against Suarez. That would have been a big stage win for him, but a good race for Suarez as well as he's back in the mix. Take us through that, William, because uh, a lot of people, you know, I saw the replay, but I feel like a lot of people don't aren't going to grasp how kind of crazy that stage two finish was because even people online started saying that his car was illegal. So kind of take us through that stage two and how Truex ended up winning that one. So he was on once again, uh, a different pitch strategy. I think that's second week in a row that he was kind of off of the pit cycle, I guess. Should have listened a little bit better to Kellen last week about all that stuff, but he was in a little bit of a different pitch strategy. There was a a caution with, with about 15 to go, um, 15 give or take, I'm not quite sure, but um, ended up restarting in 13th with about 10, or like I said, 15, 10 to go, and he passed all those people, ended up winning, um, winning the uh, stage, but it came all the way down to the last lap. Uh, Truex chased them down, and it was a photo finish crossed him right at the right time and and uh you know i don't think obviously the car wasn't legal because it passed inspection on the end of the race that's already been proven but man he was he was so much better than everyone else and he should have won that race because he was he had i think he obviously busher won the race he had the he had a fast car but but he i don't think was as good as truex was um but a great job to busher being able to hold him off there at the end that was some exciting racing at the end of the stage three uh you know 
I think they had gotten side to side and Truex tried to pass him, get out of that dirty air. And Busher showed a lot of, a lot of maturity in his driving and was able to hold him, hold off a veteran, one of the greats. Um, so more power to him. Definitely not going to complain about it. They both raced really uh, cordial, I thought. But uh, all in all, still a good points day for Truex, winning both stages. Um, finishing second, obviously, at the end of stage three. Just a shame we didn't get that W. Yeah. You know, it's just rant. Like, Chris, but, and not that Busher's bad by any means. I mean, he won once last year. He just won back-to-back, so he's not a bad driver. I just feel like when you told me he won, I, I don't know. I was just kind of mind-blown. I, was such, I feel like that's a, kind of out there in left field, especially if you're not like an RFK fan or keep up with Chris Busher, but – that being said, I feel like that definitely raises his stock for like, you know, you you like we have all this talk about like contracts, who who's on the chopping block, who's, you know, coming back, who's not, like who's going to end up where. And not that RFK and, and Ford is bad at all. You know, they're they're good. They're probably, you know, RFK and 23X, 2311, excuse me, they're probably – Four and five in the in teams. I you know you got your big three, and then you got RFK, uh, uh, twenty three eleven. Trying to think, Stuart Haas. Yeah, I would say those are kind of your middle tier teams. I feel like Chris Busher would be a guy that you could see get get poached, maybe get pick up, get picked up by one of those top three. I don't know where he would go. Uh, I guess you know if we're going to talk about contracts, there's no better time to mention this but guess who's back back again truex is back tell a friend and we are very excited to have mark truex back with us in the 19 at least for one more year and that's very exciting so news is out so we don't have to wonder anymore i like to think that we kind of put the heat on kellen and kellen put the heat on truex and truex came out and announced it for us but we can all believe uh, that. it was really really cool really cool saying when, you, I, when I heard about it initially, it was from you. Uh, you texted me, and then the first thing I looked up was on Twitter. Uh, it was posted three minutes from the time that I opened my phone up and looked at it and watched this whole video. That was pretty uh, inspiring, I guess. He said, hopefully we can win a couple more championships by then. So that's pretty cool. Um, just the fact that he's only back for one more year. Um I think he was going to be a free agent after this year, so I'm assuming it's back with JGR. And if so, he said just one, or he said glad to be back next year. I think it's a swan song next year. I don't, I don't see him, you know, running past uh, 2024, um, which is what it is. And like I said before, I wish and I hope that whenever he does decide decide to t- retire. I hope that it's a full year knowing instead of at the very end. Uh, that's just my opinion. That's what my gut tells me. But from where we were a couple of weeks ago when he won New Jersey, um, I think you said it wasn't promising at all. And I watched the same press conference when he had discussed retiring and everything. Um, from where we were back then, it's it's definitely a breath of fresh air knowing that our guy's coming back. We don't have to pick a new favorite just yet. So uh, very much so in his prime, best car in the field week in and week out. He's the most consistent this year. I think that's been proven already. There's no doubt about that. Um, So really looking forward to see what he can bring to the table in 2024. I'm willing to say, so I'm willing to bet one thing is I think of the turning point for Truex, I feel like was Charlotte when he came in third at Charlotte. Because then he went, or or maybe the I can't remember if the week before that he was P five or if he went third at Charlotte then P five. But since Charlotte, he has not had a bad finish besides maybe one race that I can't think of. But I think that that point we see a whole different Truex since Charlotte than we did pre Charlotte, and I think he's like he's got a fire. Someone's got a fire under his ass. I don't think it's anyone. I think it's him. I mean, I think he's got a fire inside him, and he's, you know, I think he's going to do what it what it's got to take to win a championship this year. Yeah, that whole team has really just hit their stride. Not just Truex, 
but just the the field in general, you know, Reddick and and C Bell, I think are winning consistent polls. It feels like too. Um, two two weeks in a row of Toyota's won a pole. Obviously, Denny is is you know kicking ass and taking names. I think he finished third this week, so another good finish for Denny. Uh, he's up to third, I think, or he was last week. It just we didn't really shine a light on it, but. He's up to third in the regular season points, and if he didn't get that point deduction for wrecking Chastain earlier in the year, he would have he would be right there with Byron and Truex. I feel like I think he would have passed Byron by now and would have been competing with Truex. So uh, obviously Bubba, uh, he's had decent runs, good good points. He's he's put together good points races um, week in and week out, pretty consistently the past few races. So that's good to see he's competing for a playoff spot, as well as Ty Gibbs this year um, being a rookie, and he's just now 16th in the playoff bubble. So that's really exciting as well. Man, that playoff bubble, it's really coming down to the wire here with just a couple weeks of racing left in the regular yeah, season. Both, both be- of the guys you just mentioned, Bubba's 15th and then Ty's uh, 16th. But then it's Michael Mandel, Suarez, Almondinger, and – like it's crazy because I think we talked about it last week. You and Kellen both mentioned it. Like those three guys, McDowell, Suarez, and Almondinger. Like we have two more road courses on the schedule. I think maybe one, but at least yeah. one doesn't matter. At least one. Those three guys are are always in talks on road courses. So, I mean, and they're not far below the cutoff line. I mean, minus three, minus five, minus twenty four. So, I think uh, the road course coming up this week in Indy. That it'll be a good one to watch. I'm excited. Uh, I think with the way playoffs are, it's very competitive this year. We're going to see some some crazy moves at the end of these races. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be good content for the fans, and also it's good content for us. The more that happens on the track, sure. the more we can talk about, and it makes it better for everybody. So, Almondinger, you got Almondinger, McDowell, Suarez, Bubba, and Ty Gibbs. Um, I mean, the point race is so close after after Michigan that they might as well be equal right now. Um, and then you add another guy, Chase Elliott, into the mix who's liable to win at any race. Obviously, it hasn't worked out for him yet this year, but um, he's always in the mix of winning races. So um, it'll definitely be interesting. Hopefully, we can get past these um uh, Road courses, I think we got Indy, and then after that should be Watkins Glen, uh, maybe. Um, so um, we got those two road courses. We got to get through those, um, and then hopefully Ty Gibbs and Bubba can be there to compete at Daytona because that's when really anything happens. I think that is so awesome that they run at Daytona drafting track, um, one of the most intense tracks on the schedule. They, they're going to race there the last race of the year. Um, so that'll be – hopefully hopefully it'll be interesting by then. Um, we'll just see. So the, I'm looking the to Toyotas it. need to really stick together at Daytona. I know it's hard. You know, it's, it's the least amount of cars in the field. But I feel like a lot of times – I don't know. I feel like the Toyotas don't always work together as much as they should. And I don't know if that's like – a driver thing or if it's just you know it's harder to get them together but i feel like even when they're together it's on it's i feel like sometimes they don't work as hard as other manufacturer teammates in the field do that's just something i've noticed you know i don't know you somebody can probably pull up film and prove me wrong but from kind of just what i've thought of in the past when i'm watching that's something i've always had in the back of my mind well yeah and they're harder to find each other too considering there's only six toyotas in the field um, and then you have 15, I mean, more than 15 each of Fords and Chevy. So they're a lot easier to find. Harder for those Toyotas to get linked up together. But when you're on those drafting tracks, too, I mean, it's it's hard to it's 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 hard to find it, it's hard to pass anyway. So you're really just everyone's fighting for the same draft. Everyone has to be in the draft in order to compete. So wherever they can find a draft, that's where they're going to get it to. Um, now on the intermediate and, and short tracks, I don't, you know, it's harder to find each other, but those drafting tracks are, you know, everyone's going to work together. 
unless there's like a lap to go and you're competing for the win. Well, we'll have, let's see, we'll have two full, two new Toyotas join the field next year full time. Then, you know, when, when Jimmy Johnson runs, if he does another hybrid schedule next year, don't know if he will or not. I'm not even sure if he'll race the rest of this year after kind of what him and his family have been through. But we'll have at least two new, two new Toyotas in the field with Legacy Motor Club. And this is a good way to kind of branch over to what, you know, we the elephant in the room is for this week, the biggest news of the year. Maybe not year, but NASCAR has – Suspended Noah Gragson indefinitely, and, you know, it goes hand in hand, but Legacy Motorsports, you know, suspended him first, and then NASCAR doubled down, laid the hammer on him, suspended him. Um, uh, Some other, I mean, not really a rumor, more of a conspiracy I've been seeing. A lot of people think that, not to say what he did was not deserving of the ban, but they're saying that Legacy Motor Club is really trying to target Gregson to push him out to allow an open seat for John Hunter Nemechek to come in at Legacy and take over the 42 next year. So we'll see kind of how that plays out and if any of that comes to fruition. But as of right now, you know, I don't see Noah getting back in the driver's seat of the 42 anytime soon. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's just a team in general that's really struggled this year. Obviously, Gregson's young. He's considered a rookie. Uh, obviously, with the like picture on Instagram, that just you can't just you can't put that into the public domain. And you know you got to be more thoughtful on what you're doing when it comes down to that. It just can't happen, especially when you're on you know the platform that Gregson is. Uh, with the rumors of being replaced, I think it's very applicable. I don't know if if Nemechek is going to be that guy for him. Um, but regardless, especially with those rumors circulating, you know, Gregson's not doing him any favors. So, you know, and, it, and it's clear to me, at least, you know, Gregson is well-liked in the NASCAR community. He has a lot of fans. But, you know, it's it's – he seems to be a step behind everybody else. Um, even the young guys too in the cup series, like Ty Gibbs is competing for playoff spot. Now I know JGR and legacy are pretty far apart in terms of, you know, the talent and the, the cars that they provide week in and week out. But I mean, Gregson's wrecking out of every single race. I mean, when you're in that kind of car, they just want you to finish the races and run all the laps, and he's not being able to get that done. Um, so I don't know. Obviously, I don't. I'm glad I'm not the one to make those decisions, but it's it. It almost seems like I don't want to say a talent issue because Lord knows if I got behind the wheel, I wouldn't. I would be worse than he would be. But it just seems like he's he's just a step behind everyone else in the field. Well, you kind of like. That's kind of what I was going to bring up next. I'm kind of glad you brought that up because it'll lead into it. It's like I was seeing rumors. Controversy aside, I was all, before this even happened. I was seeing rumors that he was on the hot seat, and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of weird because you don't really see a whole lot of first first year cup drivers get booted after the first year, no matter how bad they do. So, I mean, is he really that bad to get booted? After his first year, you know, does a does a really bad first year, does that does that try and think of the word does it warrant does a really bad first year or a terrible first year warrant getting kicked out of the Cup Series? You know, I I don't know, but it from an outsider looking in, I mean, it does in a way look like they're really pushing for John Hunter Nemechek, or they really want him. They're trying to open that seat up, but then in an, another Another part of me is like, you know, that team is ran by Petty and Johnson. I mean, two guys that – two of the GOATs, really. I mean, two two of the GOATs. Two, mm-hmm. two of the three guys that you think of when you hear go to NASCAR. And so they have high expectations. And maybe the pressure got to Noah. He can't, he can't perform, and they want to build a winning team. And if they want to build a winning team and they're not winning, you know, who am I to say you got to keep a driver around that won't win for you? And then that kind of makes me think, though, if 
John Hunter goes over there to Legacy. Do do J do, do we? I'm gonna say we because I'm a fan. Uh, do do we at JGR see? Do we view Legacy in the same light that we view 2311? Because I feel like you know Penske probably doesn't view RFK as much teammates as as JGR guys. We view kind of 2311 as an extension because of you know Denny. So you know if our is legacy trying to kind of build a bridge with with JGR in that regard? I mean, do we see them as a as a very close teammate or do we just see them as that's just another team that drives Toyota? You talking about 2311? No, I mean, I'm talking about like when legacy. I'm saying so what I'm saying is like we view Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think I know what you're saying. Um so legacy is moving to Toyota next year, so I'd imagine, I mean, you're still outnumbered even with two more cars added. Hopefully, you know, and I've heard Denny talk about this a lot on his podcast too. Hopefully 2311 can get to the point where they add a third car and then maybe Legacy as well. They can get a, I mean, they're already tinkering with, with you know, obviously Jimmy running the hybrid schedule at least early on this year. Um, so they might be able to bring in a third car eventually too, but I mean, it's still a small community um, for for the Toyota, so I would I would assume so, um, because it's the same. I mean, you're looking at it last year with with Gibbs running in the Xfinity, obviously being with Joe Gibbs, uh, and then running in Kurt's spot whenever he got the concussion last year. Um, I mean, the same happened with. Uh, Oh, what's his face? Uh, the guy that's stepping in for Kevin Harvick after this year. Oh, Josh uh, Berry? Josh Berry. You had him coming over from Dale Jr., which down, Dale Jr. is kind of a bridge with Hendrick, I believe. I mean, two different teams, but but you see you see that happen a lot. Um, but also Berry ran for another Toyota company. Uh, who was he stepping in for? Uh, when it's Bowman? I can't believe this week he oh, wrecked out. No, uh, he, well, Josh Berry raced for Noah this week. Oh, okay. So, so he was in the car. Mm. Um, so there, there you go. So that that's kind of the same deal with with him being a Chevy. Um, but I think once he comes over to Toyota, um, or once Legacy comes over to Toyota, I think it'll be looked at in that same light. Um, at least I would hope. Um, which Neiman check, if he's going into a Toyota next year, more power to him. Uh, that just gives, hopefully, from a from my perspective, hopefully that gives Ryan Truex a full-time ride in the Xfinity next year. Um, not to say that I want that to happen because I want I want Neiman check to be in a Gibbs car at some point, but, but hopefully that gives Ryan Truex a full-time ride next year. Uh, if the 20 opens in Xfinity, that would be really cool to see. I think he deserves it. Um, Sammy Smith, obviously, coming back, hopefully, for, for JGR. But but I would love to see Ryan Truex. I would definitely – that that would give me – and I try to watch the Xfinity races week in and week out, uh, but that would give me more of an incentive to watch him if Ryan Truex was in a cup car, I think. I would like to see – yeah. Or not cup car, uh, an Xfinity ride. Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full-time because he's not racing full-time right now. I think he's definitely proved he can for sure. I mean, he's not yeah. a bad he's not a bad racer at all. And he won at Dover. And, dude, not to look in the rearview mirror, but what a weekend that was, man. Like, and I mean, that as a fan, awesome. that's cool. But you got to imagine you and your brother winning on the, on the same track, same weekend. I mean, and that's the – wasn't that track in that uh that track's very sentimental to them too for some reason? Yeah, that's you know that's one of haters like to say that that's one of Truex's five home tracks. Uh, but he grew up going to Dover along with New Hampshire, um, so it, it was really cool to see both of them win in one week. Um, especially the circumstances circumstances given to Ryan Truex hadn't won a race in Xfinity um, or just in NASCAR in general. And then 
obviously with Truex, that was his first win this year, which was like 30-something races um, that have passed since he got that win. So um, it made it even more special that I guess the the thirst of winning was there for him was 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 very very applicable. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, what else is there? What kind of news we got? We got any? We got any good NASCAR news that we hadn't talked about? I feel like it's a I feel like it was oh. a great race, but like not a whole whole lot to talk about. I mean. It's almost sad to me at this point. I will admit, it's sad to me the way that Chase Elliott left that race. So much on the line, and he's the second car to DNF in the first stage. It's, you know, the time has ran out for him. He's going to have, it's it's win or go home for him. Um I just don't understand it. You know, Bowman's actually picking up some, some, you know, consistency too. These past couple of weeks, having chances to be involved in the race, and then, you know, luck falls on the negative side for him. But at least he's showing something. It just seems like this year Chase Elliott cannot get any hint of life in in anything. So it definitely looks bad. Um, well, do you think he's given up at this point? Maybe not given. Maybe maybe not given up is the word. Maybe he still is looking forward to Watkins Glen. But do you think, in a way, he's he's seeing what he's at right now? And do you think that that doubt is starting to get to him, especially after this week with the DNF? And now he's he's you know kind of lost what he had what he had gained. He's at negative fifty five right now. I feel like that's probably getting to him a little. And it'll really tell this yeah. week. I mean, if, if we just got to watch how he drives his demeanor, and you'll really be able to tell. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's always kind of been a guy that's like super calm, not very emotional when it comes to giving race interviews and everything. Or not, I mean, emotional is not the right word, but just not being not very animated. Upbeat. Yeah, just not very animated when it comes to interviews, but I watched him after he DNF this week and he just looked like had the mentality of, I'm just here so I don't get fined, which obviously you can't be having fun if, if you're running the way he is this year, but it's, it's definitely not a good look for the brand either. You're kind of, he's definitely down on himself and I don't know if it's worry or just don't care, or maybe not caring to try to get away from the worriedness. But once again, I don't. I'm not in the Cup Series, but that seems to be something that you can't have when you're competing for a spot in the playoffs. You can't, you know, be I don't care, have the ad, I don't care attitude, or or you know, have being worried about anything, or look like you're not having fun. At least show up and you know, smile and say, it's just back to the drawing board next week or whatever. You know, that's what Truex kept saying last year. We'll just get them next week. At least show your fans, your huge fan base, some sort of, of, you know, hope, I guess. Um, But I don't know. And he's never been animated, like you said, but it just seemed like it was different this week. That's a good point, though. His fan base. You know what? If you're listening to this and you're a Chase Elliott fan, I want you to call in. You know, I, I hadn't heard from y'all a whole lot. Uh, and definitely definitely not in the same camp as y'all. And and you know that. And that's fine. We can, we can, you know, look, we can have different views and different drivers. But if you're a Chase Elliott fan, I want you to call into the pod. You know, tell me, tell me what you think about this season. Do you think he's given up trying to make the playoffs? Do you think he he's still going to – you know, is he still head down working for it, or has he lost hope? Do you think he'll win in? Do you think he'll get in by points, or do you think he misses it? Give us a call, 502-627-0022. All you Chase Elliott fans, let me know what you think. I also talked to one of – not really a co-worker. He's just a member of a band around the area that I'm kind of 
boys with. They record over at Fame. Uh, but he's a big race fan and likes Chase Elliott. And I was talking to him today, and he said, I just don't know what, you know, what's happened this year with them. You know, it's 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 hard to have any kind of hope whatsoever. I felt like maybe us being naive last year, not being used to seeing Truex run the way he did last year, maybe we were just naive. But I felt like I had hope every single race leading up to Daytona at the end of the regular season last year. I never – I don't think gave up on Truex, but a lot of, you know, you saw when the questions start, you know, rising about um, Chase Elliott being so far back and needing to be in the playoffs to, on points or whatever, when when those, when that talk started first coming up this year, a lot of the Elliott fans were saying, oh, he'll get in. This is why he's going to get in. Uh, that sort of deal. Now you don't see that on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. You don't see that any. You, the, you know, the the Chase Elliott fan base is is very quiet right now. Um, so, uh, you know, that's 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 weird to see because they're losing hope and it's looking very very dark for them. Right now. I think for us though, last year it's like is a as a Truex fan, even though like we were right there at the, he was, he was in a, he was in a position to still get. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That's what I was going to say. We were never out for the count. Not to say that Chase is out for the count, but, uh, minus 55 is a sizable gap. I mean, you got, you got to have a lot of magic to point your way in from minus 55. But yeah, last year's Truex fans, it was like, we were always right there on the cutoff and we were like, fourth or fifth in regular season points, we could just never get a win. So I think like it was easy to still have hope because we could see a direct path on how to get in. And I think a lot of Chase Elliott fans are kind of losing the vision, losing, you know, they're hearing a lot of stuff from the announcers talking about how, how important it is for Chase to run good. He's not running good. And then I think they're, they're kind of, you know, losing the, the, the vision there on how he can get in. I don't know if it was as much of a Fox thing, compared to NBC, but you're not seeing NBC really rise that storyline up like they I feel like they did earlier in the year too. Yeah. I think I think there's just a lot more stuff to choose from than just Chase Elliott drama. I mean you have a lot of storylines this year. And you have a lot well, the bubble like we, like you mentioned earlier, the bubble is is I mean it's gonna be entertaining these next three weeks. So if you're a new fan and one of the guys that got y'all involved and y'all are just new fans and still figuring out who y'all root for or or whatever it may be, what y'all's favorite kind of track is, tune in to these next three weeks in the regular season because it is going to get good. It's going to be intense. Everyone is going to be riled up. I'm already riled up thinking about it. Um, but it is going to be the best kind of racing you're going to see this year or these three, next three weeks in NASCAR. But uh, – um. Going back to, you know, I, I don't know if it's as much of an NBC thing or, or Fox thing, but you're also not seeing the social media posts, which I know we complained about that earlier in the year, too. You're not seeing a lot of the graphics of just Chase Elliott saying, this is how far he is behind. Um, does he make it in? And then you're going to get everyone commenting, yes, you don't get those posts anymore um, this year. That's true. I have seen maybe one or two, but not near as many as they used to post, which – I don't know. I feel like now it's like when they're putting in our face, I was really anti-Chase. Now I really don't – like I don't really care. Maybe it's just because he's not – I'm not going to say he's not relevant, but he's not just out there striping the field now. So maybe maybe that's why. But I don't know. I just – he hadn't occupied much thought in my head lately for whatever reason. Uh, but so you're – I mean, we're talking about good racing – and going back to kind of what we talked about and what I said about the three guys on the bubble, uh, big road course guys, we're going to a road course next weekend in Indianapolis. So, you know, if you don't want to watch the whole race, that's fine. I would at least watch stage three. I'd at least watch the end because Almondinger will be up there. You know, he always is. Suarez, he may be up there, he may not. It's always, you know, he, I road course, he's weird. He's either up front or in the back. Uh, and then uh, who was it? Oh, McDowell. He's always got a dog in the fight there at the end. So that that is something to watch. I feel like we might have 
a couple cautions there at the end. I feel like we'll definitely go into overtime. McDowell, Suarez, Almondinger, and Chase Elliott. Those are four names that are competing for a playoff position that haven't won a race this year. And those happen to be four guys that got in the cup car due to their ability on the road courses. So it should be interesting. And only four four positions. I mean, you got Keselowski and, and Harvick that haven't won a race yet this year, but they're in on points, and they have a pretty pretty broad margin compared to Bubba and Ty Gibbs um, that are sitting on that playoff bubble too. Um, but so so you have at most four spots, but realistically you have two spots open unless three new people win a race at the end of the year. Uh, but uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to watch because those are four names that, you know, could very much so win at a track like this. So I would definitely tune in if you if you have the opportunity. I'm just excited. I mean, I, I said it last week, road courses have grown on me, and especially like the like really with a road course, you don't – I mean, I guess any NASCAR race, you don't have to watch the full thing. But, I mean, all races get good at the end, but I feel like road courses just get – very hectic at the end more so than uh ovals do just because it gets bunched up you're not i mean sometimes you're leading the pack by a lot usually it bottlenecks and in those turns you see you see some tempers flare and it's always a good time it's always it's always fun to watch so i'm excited other than that don't really have much to say about indianapolis i never really do besides just kind of what i think about the track uh but yeah, I mean, looking forward to it. Uh, after Indianapolis, we got Watkins Glen, and then we got Daytona, and then what is that? Is that so? There's three races until the playoffs are over. So you're gonna see things. I mean, it's gonna get. I mean, it's gonna get active. Like it's gonna get active. So it's, it's gonna be a good time. It will indeed. So you're gonna get two weeks of road courses, and then to end it all, Daytona, which. If the battle is as close as it is now by the time Daytona rolls around, that is going to be Canton Miss racing. Um, so tune in. Um, so y'all heard me mention earlier. Let's see if I can pull it up right here. Y'all heard me mention earlier about Truex having that photo finish at the end of stage two to win the stage. And you just have to remember, just just to you know, paint the picture for y'all. Truex was, I mean, just lightning fast through stage one, and obviously driving through the whole field and winning um, at the end of stage two. He was definitely by far the best car out there um, at this point in time. And Ernie G eighty five on Instagram. This was off of a post of Truex winning stage two on that photo finish. Uh, it was a video. It said the 19 has to have an illegal modification. No question. I hope. LOL. Which brings me back to I hope. I never thought Truex was the guy to hate in NASCAR. You always think about Denny and Kyle Busch, at least for Joe Gibbs. Uh, Ty Gibbs, too, I guess now, too. But, but I don't know, man. That doesn't sit well with me when people prey on my driver's downfall like that. But you got a lot of illegal modification um, allegations this week. Well, you got a lot of that, uh, and then I didn't even think about this until just now. You had you had a lot of that, and then you had NASCAR post a lot of the ending with him and Busher, and you had a lot of people getting on there saying, Truex can't win a race when he actually has to race for it. And I'm like, what, dude, what does that even mean? What, what does that mean? I mean, I get what you're saying, but – does he not have to race the rest of the field on races that he gets out there and dominates? I hope, I hope that that, I hope that opportunity that Truex had to win that race presents itself in the playoffs. So all you imbeciles out there that are commenting that can really see, and I hope y'all cry. I hope y'all cry like a bunch of little bitches because there is no doubt in my mind that Truex could have easily won that race. He could have set Busher aside. 
and he could have put him in the wall, but he didn't because he knew playoffs was coming up and he's not going to put himself in that position for someone to get him back when it really counts. So I hope that a position like that arises in the playoffs and you'll see how well that number 19 can get it done then. So, um, yeah, that's that, those are some bullshit. He just remarks got loose. Right there, he just side drafted and wobbled. And that's all. Well, I mean, dude, if he wanted to bump him, he could have. Uh, I mean, you made a good point about him not doing it to get like he didn't want to do something that's going to be detrimental to him in the future. But how about this? How about this? Um, this is the most controversial thing that's ever going to be said on this podcast up to date. So strap in. But Dale Sr., the people that are commenting that, go look up Dale Sr. There's plenty of them on YouTube. You know, how many races would he won if he wouldn't have dumped somebody on the last lap? How many championships would he would have won? Probably not seven. Probably not over 100 races or how many ever he won. So, you know, take that into account too. Go look up Dale Sr. highlights and see how, how many wins came off of him using up somebody or dumping somebody on the last lap. Oh, mustache boy isn't as innocent. Yeah, and I feel like that even that applies even more so to the whole Hamlin thing a few weeks ago. The same people that sit here and they say, oh, Denny, Denny's such a piece of shit. He's such a dirty driver are the same people that sit there and they walk around the infield going, raise hell, praise Dale with their number three shirts on. I'm, I'm convinced that y'all have not watched any highlights of Dell Sr. if you can sit there and be a senior fan and then hate on Denny for doing something that he would have done. It doesn't make any sense. And, like, be on one side of the fence. Is it okay to bump somebody for the win or is it not? You don't get to pick and choose because your idol, Dell Earnhardt Sr., did it, and now Denny did it, and you're mad because Denny is better than your favorite driver. you got to pick a side and you, you got to stick with it. And and I will be the first to say too that I think you know there's a there's a fine line or, or there's a line um, between being disrespectful on the racetrack and using up somebody for the win. You know, Rubin's racing man, um, or, or dumping somebody politely, I should say, not putting them, you know. In their left rear or right rear into the wall, I don't think. But but there's there's definitely a line between, you know, racing for the win and and using up somebody to do it, or just you know putting someone in harm's way and potentially hurting them really bad. And that's not to say that I will say I do think that that's very appropriate. That's that's that was the kind of racing back then, and it should be in 2023, especially with the cars that we have now. So I will, I will give, I'll, I will give y'all that. That's that's how it should be. That's that's what makes it so entertaining. Um, so I do think it's necessary. Speaking of rubbing his racing, I know you're just like saying that as a phrase, but I don't listen to them. Not, I don't have. We don't have podcast beef with them, so I don't think that. But I just don't listen to them. I don't really listen to any other podcast. But it was super cool to see them like be the grand marshals of uh, Michigan, like. That really opens the door for like, just like goals that we can have. Like we instead, because now we can say we want to be a grand marshal of like Dega, our home track, and it's not just like some unprecedented pop dream. Like it's happened before. Like NASCAR podcasters have done it. So, I mean that dude, that's just something to think about. Like that could be us in however long. Okay, voicemails. Get your voicemails. All right, here we go. Hey, so I was just wondering, what do you guys think about Kyle Busch's new sponsorship with Three Cheats? So he released us a, a uh, Delta 8 pen, and uh, it's called Kyle Cush. And there's a rumor going around that the next race that he's driving, he will be high as a cot while he is driving. So I was just curious, how do you think that's going to affect his driving and uh, if you think he'll he'll be able to perform better, I mean, it, it, it this is something that nobody's done before. So I was just curious about what y'all thought, and uh, yeah, love the show. I don't know, but thanks for the kind words. Uh, we appreciate the support. 
I just don't get it. What what's up with the I don't I don't know. Kyle Bush to this Kyle Bush that Kyle Bush is gonna be drunk on the track. Now he's gonna be high on the track. I don't understand. Why is it Kyle Bush? We get so many and not that I don't like Kyle Bush, but like it's like a running joke now. It's like call in and ask about Kyle Bush. Um I don't think that's true. I don't think he's high as a kind. I don't I don't know. I haven't <laughs> I don't know about the three I have heard about the Kyle Cush thing though. I think that's pretty that, that's a good way to market. Um speaking of marketing, I think it would be really cool to obviously we don't root for him, but Chastain having the deal with Bush. They did like a watermelon bush. I think, or they, I think they, they definitely the will. If they don't, they missed a mark for that. Well, well, peach. They have the peach now, and then they have the uh, apple from the fall time. Uh, but it'd be cool to to, to see to see that. Uh, but Kyle Cush, that's actually a really cool name for a Delta Eight pin. Um, I mean, I. I don't necessarily want to try his product. I'm not, I don't, I don't advertise, uh, smoking the reefer, but if, if that's all you, then, then you want to do it legally. That's, that's a good option for sure. But, uh, I don't think that's true that, that, um, that he's getting high. Uh, that three G card does look pretty good though. I do like that color scheme. Uh, but yeah, cool it on Kyle Bush guys. There's a lot more drivers in the field. It's factual, though. He did. I mean, that is a sponsor. And a lot of people don't know what that company is. I mean, I never heard of it before NASCAR. And, yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't condone it, but if it's legal in your state and you're of age, hey, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. If you want to support your driver and uh, get some Kyle Cush and 3Chi, 3 Kai, 3 Chai, I don't know how to pronounce it, but if you want to do that – I used to say three car, but it's three, three G. G. Yeah, man. You know, I heard, I heard a, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this year, I heard a post-race uh, interview from Kyle Busch and he was talking about like a weird win and error. It was, it was a crazy ending to where there's lots of traffic at the end. It was very intense, whatever. I don't remember where it was at, but his way of marketing Three was like, yeah, and I, I really needed some three chi in that moment to get me through that. That was very intense. So I thought that was a pretty funny way of, of marketing or advertising the brand. I agree. He sells, Kyle Bush sells, but cool it with the Kyle Bush calls. I would rather have. I would next week this is my challenge to all the viewers next week i want to hear some someone that we've pissed off tonight or today depending on when you're listening and i want you to just let us have it that would be awesome I, you want to hear a hater uh, you want to hear a hate call <laughs> i want y'all to just let us have it <laughs> call us out i man. know what they'll say they'll be like they're just gonna say we don't know anything about racing and that we just hate. They're going to say we hate Hendrick because they're good and our drivers suck. And we just don't know nothing about racing because Kyle Larson, or I mean, not Kyle Larson, because Hamlin definitely got into Kyle Larson and we were sitting here defending them two weeks ago. Uh, you ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. True. True. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but yeah. Um, Just trying to think of some stuff going forward, guys. I mean, we had Kellen on. That was cool. I'm trying to uh, – yeah, that wasn't our end goal, though. I mean, yeah, that was a goal, and we had fun having him on. He's a great guy, and, you know, hopefully we get to have him back on in the future. But we got to stay – we can't get complacent. We got to stay goal-driven, goal-oriented. Uh, probably need to do better on do better on socials, you know, making – kind of having a posting schedule, doing the TikToks more. Uh, we did just get a Twitter – at Under Caution Pod, same as our Instagram and TikTok, all at Under Caution Pod. So go, go give us a follow on Twitter. Not sure exactly how I want to use that platform yet, but um, I will be posting some stuff on there, just trying to grow a following kind of organically just by talking about NASCAR and kind of being a, being a page that people see in the replies a lot. 
and hopefully in a good light, not a bad light. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, me and William, you know, we do have some stuff kind of up our sleeve for the future. Some cool stuff. We talked about koozies. I feel like we're getting closer to that. We haven't really decided what a goal is to put those out, but I feel like 100 followers on Instagram is probably a pretty good goal. I mean, we have 500 on TikTok, like 70 on Instagram. So, you know, at a, when are you able to go live on on TikTok? At a thousand. At a thousand. But um, we can use like what we, so just for anybody listening, I guess I'll leave this in. Uh, we can use what we use, our platform that we record our pods on. We can like go live and use it as like a client manager and it, it shoots our stream out to whatever we choose. So we can, we can be like recording on this, but like link it to the TikTok or link it to the Instagram and it go live, but we just be chilling on StreamYard talking. I want to do some, and I'm horrible at this, but um, I'm going to get on that TikTok whenever I get an opportunity to put time aside to do that. But uh, I need to get on there and come up with some good content. Um, I'm not as creative over here, I guess, as Tanner is posting all the TikTok. Uh, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, I'll get into that. Uh, I thought about, you know, I've done it the last two weeks. I've put, put a little video of my immediate thoughts on the qualifying these past couple of weeks. I, I kind of like that. It's pretty fresh, uh, or I'm fresh whenever, whenever I do that. So that's, that's fun to me. Um, another thing we need to talk about in the far future um, is after the season ends, we need to figure out what we want to do then. Obviously, it's a short off-season, NASCAR being the shortest off-season of all American sports. Um, but we still want to do some stuff to, to entertain y'all, keep y'all um, active and listening and following us, that sort of deal. Um, one last thing before I forget. Uh, as always, under caution is presented by No Limits Lighting. Uh, rock lights, LED strips, interior and exterior LED lighting, wheel lights. Go get you some cool gear on NoLimitsLED.com. Uh, use the promo code under 25 for 25% off, uh, off your first purchase. Uh, no Limits LED lighting on Instagram as well. So that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. Um, my final thought, I guess I can just try to think of something here. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, my final thought is I just hate I missed the race this week. You know, sucks. Sounded like a good race, and I was stuck driving all Sunday. You know, I had a good time back home, but that drive is – yeah, dude, we're – all right, we're at an hour. I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. This was this was a fun this was a fun podcast. I don't know. We hadn't talked about NASCAR for like ten minutes. So maybe 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 we'll bring that. We can do like every two weeks in the off season and like do half NASCAR, half just me and Will joking around. But I'm done unless you have anything to say, and we'll just end it. And I'll try to figure out how to cut it to make it sound like it ended natural. Okay. Well, um, thanks for joining episode eight of the Under Caution Podcast. Really looking forward to the Indy Road course. Uh, we'll see you then. Thank you all for listening. Peace out.